You're listening to Turn Zero Lists, a Legion 99 production presented by 6UP Supply. Hello, loyal Legion 99 listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turn Zero Lists brought to you by 6UP Supply. We are delighted to launch, and we've had them out for a while and selling selling like hotcakes, our first complete set of tokens for Star Wars Legion. Etched with our high-resolution laser and backed with a layer of galactic black velvet, these new tokens perfectly blend the feeling of a galaxy far, far away and excellent usability on the table. Check out 6upsupply.com for these and all of our exciting products, and sign up at 6upsupply.com slash sign up for our mailing list to get exclusive discounts and uh, first check, uh, first crack excuse me, at our latest offerings. I'm your host, Keegan Evans, and this week I'm joined by Matt Bronson, uh, Zeus Juice on the Discord, and after winning two significant events recently, uh, Mr. Bronson to you, apparently. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to be here. Uh, you have been making quite the splash as, as one of the heavy travelers out there uh, who's, who's just taken, taken the tournaments home. Um, uh, you're, you're, you're an excellent player who's known on, on both the... Uh, uh, the internet tournaments and the live tournaments. Um, but I, I realize as I'm talking to you, I don't know how you got into Legion when you got in, like what's your backstory to, to get in. It's actually kind of funny with Legion specifically. Um, I was getting into star Wars Armada pretty much mm-hmm. right in, I think it would have been uh, kind of transitioning to fall 2017. Okay. So right after Gen Con, when Legion was initially announced, and I yep. looked at the announcement and I said, well, it looks cool, but I would never want to play that. I don't want to paint anything. Um, so then because I was playing Armada, I mm-hmm. painted the squads and kind of got introduced oh, to that a little. And then really okay. the thing that that did it for me was seeing the Sarastro paint guides. Yes. Uh, because obviously he does a really good job. When I started, yep. I could not make my minis look like his, but it was yep. enough that I could say, you know what? I can follow these directions. I can go from painting tiny little starfighters to painting people. Yep. So yep. day one, that Legion dropped, uh, which was about six months after I said, I'm never going to play this. I bought <laughs> two core sets, the ATST, the T47, yep. all of yep. that. So wow, didn't get to play for about a year because of school, but then slowly okay. kind of amped up near the end of 2019 and then online during the pandemic. Wow. Uh, you and I have a very similar origin story. Our listeners have heard a little bit before, but I've, I was playing Armada at the time when Legion was announced. And I similarly said, I'm never going to play that because I'm never going to paint it. But then I was like, oh, that looks pretty fun. And uh, and Sarastro was, uh, of course, the, <laughs> the the Pied Piper that brings us all into a, a, a painting hobby. Um, very cool. Yeah. And you played a bunch during the pandemic online. I definitely, uh, actually when we were setting up this chat, I realized that, uh, uh, one of the first, uh, uh, conversations we had was me sending you an invite to one of, one of the, uh, Invader League groups. Uh, I guess I was judging, uh, at, at that time. So, um, what, uh, what, what is your kind of list building approach? Do you have a common approach no matter what the list or, or do you just kind of make it up depending on how it goes? Is it, how, how do you approach list building? I think for me, if I'm trying to make something that I want to feel good about, feel comfortable with, usually I'll try to pick one or two main pieces. Often for me, mm-hmm. that's going to be a force user. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. recently op Luke or uh, mall and mm-hmm. then kind of filling it out with something that can back them up well and trying to not be too fancy, you know, or too um, have too much variety. Honestly, I'd like to have okay. a lot of 
flexibility, but also that means a lot of the same thing. You know, if you have four units that are all the same, it's, I find it a lot easier to figure out, you know, where they're going and cycle them around rather than be constrained to, okay, I have a couple units that do X and a couple units that do Y. So they need to be in more specific places. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense that, that, consistency especially in a long longer tournament i imagine really pays off when you're getting getting fatigued it's less to think about for sure Mm -hmm. awesome so uh you won legion by the bay here uh here in the san francisco bay area with a uh, and you were running an op luke dlt list at that point at that time right yeah yeah op luke couple commanders couple snipers and then just a bunch of dlt rebel troopers so again (laughs) just force user something simple hit copy paste a bunch of times nice and then you went down to uh lone star open uh at the end of july down in dallas uh and you brought a uh well a a different uh uh faction battle force list uh then then that op look what uh what made you what made you switch over Are you looking for variety were you just waiting for shadow collective to come out yeah kind of uh, a bit of both so okay since since i've really started playing legion i and mo- honestly in all star wars games i've always kind of gravitated towards the light side factions. so i end up playing okay. rebel uh yep. picked up gar when they came out um but especially competitively for me at least i haven't found something that i've really felt good about when it comes to mm-hmm. clones and mm-hmm. i'd been playing rebels for quite a while and was kind of sure. bored of them so yep and up mall was always the one where it's like man should i get into droids because mall looks so awesome to play so when shadow collective was coming out i figured you know what i'm gonna buy a bit of this anyways because mercenaries yep. can go in different factions so might as well just jump in, kind of make it a third sort of faction. You know, obviously, technically, it's a battle force, but of course, just of course. A, a splash of something different. Very cool. So, you, uh, I'm assuming then you, based off what you said before, you started with Maul in this case. Um, did how did how did it go from there? Did you kit him out with the upgrades you wanted? Did you start building out other other pieces? It took some time. Um, there was actually. I'll, I'll kind of go through the process I get, but there was yeah, a moment yeah. when Maul was not in the list. So oh, okay. it awesome. started off with uh, basically as soon, I knew I would have a very limited time to paint stuff. So as soon as the okay. previews dropped, I started making lists. Um, before we knew the official uh, rules for the battle force, I was basically just saying, okay. assume standard army building requirements, start gotcha. making and practicing lists. Okay. So I started with Maul, uh, a couple capos, a uh, Maul DeLorean squad with um, mm. Rook, and then just yep. like a bunch of Courage One Pikes with just the Disruptor. Um, okay. And my very first game was against Seth, uh, Degree on the Discord, oh, and sure. he just uh, yeah. absolutely wrecked me when Maul decided <laughs> uh, to dive and Yoda punished him very hard with, uh, I think Maul rolled, spent his dodge on one attack, blanked out two out of four, or two oh, out of man. three, and then uh, the next attack rolled three surges on four dice. So uh, that taught me about Maul's uh, durability versus uh, Op Luke, who I was used to running. Uh, so Maul changed a bit since then. He I dropped Force Choke uh, in favor of Burst of Speed, and mm-hmm. then I found the the Mandalorians didn't quite hit as hard 
as I wanted to. Uh, okay. Their speed three is great. It's nice. I wanted kind of basically them tag teaming with Maul being really good for objectives, but mm, sure. uh, I kind of dropped them. And then once I dropped them, I was looking at kind of Maul and pure pikes. Mm-hmm. And that was just too similar to Luke DLTs. And I didn't <laughs> want to keep doing that. So yep. that's when it transitioned to uh, Bosk and Cad, just because I had never been able to play bounty hunters before playing light side. Okay. So it was a boss CAD and then like a bunch of pikes with the capos. Cause by then I had learned uh, the, the value of those guys. Sure. So I was going to play that for a while until uh, endless uh, or David mm-hmm. Zelenka, um mm-hmm. from Yavin base who he was kind of, we were kind of bouncing ideas uh, off of each other throughout this can finally wore me down and convinced me that mall boss could be a viable combo. So he had sent me a few lists uh, over over a couple weeks when they were coming mm-hmm. out and had just come out. And then eventually he sent me the one that I ended up using. And I looked at it and said, you know what? I think that's not too bad. <laughs> I like that. And then the next day, I think I was saying, I messaged him and said, yeah, I keep thinking about it. And I really like that. Because nice. um, it, was, it was similar to what I was used to, but Bosk adds that extra punch and uh, is mm-hmm. something a little bit different. So I thought, you know what, this is, I really, the thing for me was when we sat down, we figured out the command hand and like, okay. it's, and it, having played mall and seeing like, okay, you know what, I can drop at last. I can, I don't really need the infiltration um, oh, interesting. Okay. from Phantom Menace. It's nice, mm-hmm. but uh, it's those ones I can feel okay about dropping for, in, mm-hmm. for Reptilian Rampage and Line and Wait. So, and, mm-hmm. and Maul's cards support kind of having a second second person because honestly a lot of the time if you don't have something like boss or mandos the extra orders on his cards are just like i don't want to give anyone orders i want to get my free tokens oh sure so that's kind of how it evolved makes sense oh i see yeah that makes a ton of sense all right so you landed you you stuck with a, a push burst of speed mall uh vigilance and seize the initiative um yeah seize is i assume that's for uh uh, for boss card turns? Yeah, so pretty much always on the uh, turn I would play a line and wait, either turn one mm-hmm. or turn two. I would mm-hmm. leave Maul without an order uh, because he's okay. usually just hanging back anyways. Sure. And I would use the capo with improvised orders to just toss Maul's token back in the bag, oh. hold him for late. Nice. Yep. And then later when I would play uh, Reptilian Rampage, mm-hmm. I would pop seize the initiative because... I, w- I want order control on Maul for that turn. Or if worst came to worst and I needed to play standing orders uh, mm-hmm. late in the game, then mm-hmm. I could also pop seize the initiative because Maul is not a commander. So he, he can't actually be issued the order from standing orders. So it was there oh, just in case I needed to do that gotcha. as well. Okay. Oh, I don't think I realized that uh, interaction. Is that a, because of the Shadow Collective? Yeah, uh, just because he is technically a mercenary, so the the pikes gotcha. don't share an affiliation with him, so he can't receive an order from them. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm gonna need to remember that uh, as I face <laughs> pike lists in the future of standing order shows up. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. And then on Bosk, uh, you just have Hunter. Any other? Did were you experimenting with any other upgrades on him, or or how did that evolve? Really, I couldn't fit. You know, I think there are there are upgrades I put elsewhere in the list before I tried mm-hmm. to put more on Bosk. 
I was gotcha. contemplating getting rid of, rid of Hunter, mm-hmm. um, but it's really there for emplacement troopers. Like he did a lot of work sure. against uh, things like uh, shore mortars. Uh, mm-hmm. He was there for you know Mark II's or FD turrets in case I faced <laughs> the uh, uh, Echo Base Defenders list, something like that. And Which just I, in case I, I remember, if I remember, oh, you yeah, did face that. If I remember, you did face that uh, that list. Uh, your I think your your turn three game against Florf was right next to me. Uh, yeah, correct. Um, it didn't come into play a ton in that game, okay. but it was it was there and it was it gotcha. was a threat. So. And then gotcha. just in case it was there, if I had a character to shoot at, but Maul never, or sure. Bosk never collected the bounty at all in the six okay. games during the tournament. So <laughs> didn't come in useful there. Gotcha. So where did you, uh, where'd you go next for upgrades? You mentioned you have improv, improv orders on uh, one of your capos and you have two capos total. Mm-hmm. Um, did, were you just kind of looking at the pikes and then, because they're not, there's not a, not a lot of upgrades in this list. No, and, it, it, it kind of builds itself really. Um, yeah. Like disruptors with capos are very strong. So mm-hmm. four of those, two guys who are just naked, uh, okay. pretty durable as far as just objective units because because of the dodge, outmaneuver, mm-hmm. danger sense, and aid oh, if sure. you really need to to give it to them. Yeah, if they're being, uh, and like, then, focused, yeah. yeah. And then basically it was I had enough, I had the five points for a command upgrade on one of the two capos. <laughs> and sure. improvised orders just because of, Again, the early turns, but even in the mm-hmm. later turns when Maul has an order and you mm-hmm. really want to pull a pike, yeah. um, like, and you pull a capo or maybe the other way around, you're trying to hold a pike for last oh, and you sure. want that capo to give them a name. Yep. That's another uh, really useful I- item that can be used for. And nice. really pike capos like to recover anyways, I found, because... Oh, Start okay. of the turn, they have zero suppression. They give their aid dodge, or they give mm-hmm. their uh, independent dodge with aid to another squad, get one suppression. Okay. They okay. activate, maybe they don't roll it off, give another mm-hmm. token away, they've got two, and then they just recover anyways. So often you can get yeah, two yeah. uses of improvised orders. Oh, that's nifty. That's pretty cool. Cool. All right, so you come in at uh, an, a 799 points, one point bid, and a, a 10 activations. Um Anything else about the list overall before we jump into the command cards? No, I, I think we've just about covered it. Cool. Uh, you already mentioned that you brought um, uh, Lying in Wait and Reptilian Rampage over um, At Last and Phantom Menace. Uh, was there any other points that were you debated, or did you just kind of start with all six of the malls and then figure out where other command cards could go in? Yeah, so obviously when I was playing only mall, it was mm-hmm. all six of malls, and that was kind okay. of one of my hang-ups as far as like, when Dave would just say, no, Maul Bosk, that's what you sh- that's what we should be trying. I was thinking sure. about it, I was like, yeah, but Maul's cards are so good. Yep. Uh, but Bosk without you know his best cards isn't as great. But really, since Maul starts wounded, he doesn't need that wound from at last. So Jedi Hunter from that card is not huge. I'm not running the Dark Saber, so it's not mm-hmm. like I'm losing a cunning one pip. Uh, mm-hmm. So really, it's just like a, a one pip that gives him a name. So mm-hmm. pretty easy to drop. Uh, and then, you know, the the infiltration ability from Phantom Menace or the can't be shot beyond range two ability are also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, I think Reptilian Rampage, Bosk most of the time, turn one or two, line in wait. Mm-hmm. So end of the turn, move, shoot something. 
start mm-hmm. of the next turn, Reptilian Rampage, double shoot, mm-hmm. move back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that just worked really well. So that's why I ended up dropping Phantom Menace because his eminence, a dodge and a effect that ignores panic and suppression <laughs> for a turn yeah. is incredibly good. Incredibly yeah. good. Yep. Cool. Makes makes a ton of sense to me. Jumping over to the battle deck, um, talk to me about what are the uh, what are the top cards from each category that you that this list just would love to play. What are you trying to get every time? I think sabotage the moisture evaporators. If you're sitting mm-hmm. on blue, mm-hmm. is very good because mm-hmm. you've got two really good tools in that matchup. Even as red, honestly, um, okay. because you've got Bosk who can if you're red. Sneak out there, delete uh, mm-hmm. a unit. Maybe off when I was playing Vaps in, I think my second game, it was a mortar mm-hmm. that y- you can just pop that really easily and say, yeah. "Okay, now you have to attack me." Or you've got Maul who can burst of speed, you know, double move speed three and tap your opponent's Vap, or at least mm-hmm. threaten that. So even as red, it's good on Vaps. And then conversely, if your Pikes can just sit there and Maul can hide. And your you, your gunline can just gunline as they walk into you as blue player mm-hmm. on Vaps. That's also mm-hmm. very strong. Um, as far as deployments, nothing in particular. Maybe you could say long march or rollout, something that gives a nice long deployment, so I sure. can leverage my range advantage. Yep. Uh, and then for conditions, fortified positions is always very strong for something like this, oh, especially yeah. on real life tables that can be. Yeah. Uh, have quite a bit of variance. Just making sure yeah. that your pikes have heavy, heavy cover plus outmaneuver dodges. They are going to be a pain to take off the off of the table. Yeah, yeah, that makes ton of sense. Uh, what about uh, what about the other side? You got a one point bid. You're going to be red a lot of times. What's the what are the cards in each of those categories you're going to try to veto if you have the chance? For objectives, I'm never going to be playing bombing run because <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have much for super mobile units. Yeah. Um, breakthrough, I would be fine with, but bombing run, no way. Okay. For deployments, I don't want to be doing disarray because I don't really have anything to hang out in that extra deployment zone. Sure. It's probably going to be like a naked pike, but then I'm just yeah. sacrificing 40 points in an activation. Because yeah, if someone has like- disarray, they probably have a speeder or something that's just going to walk over and blow them off the table. Yeah, that's exactly condition- where I want to put my, my three barks to go chase a naked yeah. pike down. So, For sure. And then condition, none of them are terrible. Like Lim Viz mm-hmm. is not great because it kind of hampers Bosk's play. But sure. for the Pikes, they're, they're kind of fine with it because it means you're not sniping them for a couple turns. That's fair. Um, so either Lim Viz or Hostile Environment, just because there's no Inspire, sometimes suppression can uh, pile up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just limiting kind of where your your units can go and still be able to remove that suppression at the end of the turn is not ideal. Gotcha. That makes sense. Cool. All right, you brought this down to uh, to Lone Star. And Lone Star. What uh, what kind of lists? What archetypes were you hoping to get paired against with this thing? For this, I really want something that is relying on you know smaller dice pools, lots of chip damage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, honestly, something like Luke DLTs is going to struggle a bit um, because, you know, if you're looking to push one or two crits through, that's where pikes are really going to excel. 
yeah. um, or something with activations, you know, that I can pick up easily with with Bosk. Um, if they don't have a force user, you know, then Maul, this especially the Shadow Collective Maul, loves to to get in the thick of things. Oh, sure. Uh, so he can dive a lot easier when he doesn't have to worry about an opposing force push. And mm-hmm. if they don't have high velocity, again, it's just going to be uh, a good time for the pikes. So those are the kind of sorts of archetypes. If I'm coming up against things like that, then I'm yeah. not feeling too bad. Awesome. What uh, what makes you sweat? <laughs> uh, two things. Okay. Uh, AATs, because yep. they're big pools <laughs> with high velocity that make yep. me actually roll saves. And then... <laughs> Uh, echo based defenders, I was absolutely dreading because it was, I think the battle forces dropped two or three weeks before, uh, LSO. So I had zero reps against it and really most of the list operates like it can only be effective at range three. So, and once you're at range three, you are in, I play my, my echo base three pip and force push you and shoot everything with seven standbys territory mm-hmm. yeah um which i did not want to be be an end you're out activated yep. with maul against jedi yep. luke so that's not a great place for maul so yep. yeah that was the one i was really dreading and unfortunately i also knew that it was being piloted by a really good player in, in Zach <laughs> yeah. the Dwarf. so getting through that in round three at lso when we inevitably got paired was mm-hmm. uh that was the big sigh of relief because I, I I saw the pairings and thought, okay, of course, this is this is how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> not like this, not like this. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that was uh, like I said, I was my round three game, uh, and and we were a couple of zero and twos going into round three, so uh, we did not get the uh, audience that you did at the end. Uh, there was, was right next, there was a right lot. Yeah, there was a good there was a good crowd around that. That was clearly a, an intense game. So, um, it was uh, a lot of measuring early on. So I think we got to round six with about six seconds to spare, maybe 10 seconds Uh, to spare. It was like Russian, like both of us just grabbing all our tokens, slap a card down. Um, so it was good (laughs) tight to the end. This is one of the sweatiest games I've played. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about LSO and some of these lightning round questions. Uh, you ready to jump in? Sure thing. All right. What was your best better lucky than good moment? Uh, I'd say for the finals, if anyone's watched the stream, they would have seen this moment. I was going into round two. I was very concerned with the Boba Rocket on Bosk to uh, collect the bounty on Bosk and kind of flip the game there. But mm-hmm. I missed, com- just completely missed a play of CAD being able to jump to a position which would get boss out of cover and get mm-hmm. two shots on him with his one pip. Uh, but luckily ba- uh, Cad was a little bit below average and boss survived on one wound. Wow. So that was definitely a moment that it wasn't game over if boss dies there, but it definitely helped a lot that he didn't after I kind of missed that potential mm-hmm. avenue of play. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Cool. What about um, we've talked a lot about Shadow Collective and Mercenaries overall. What's your what's your kind of favorite thing? Uh, getting to play Maul and do three oh, actions nice. in a turn. Okay, so <laughs> very nice. Perfect. Definitely that part. Awesome. All right. Uh, what decision or player are you most proud of? 
Yeah, thinking back on LSO, there were no like individual super flashy plays. It was mostly just mm-hmm. Pike sitting there and being efficient, uh, okay. similar with Bosk. But I think I guess the the one that came to mind first is the play from again from the finals of kind of deciding to do something I hadn't done in my all my games with Maul, which was like getting really oh, wow. aggressive turn one. Okay. And I burst of speeded and took care of basically his flanking force coming around the side and Maul dispatched oh, wow. with the uh, the Black Sun forces there. So wow. more so proud, not because it was a super flashy play, but just yeah. kind of going out of my comfort zone and, and having yep. it work out in a nice. big moment. Nice. That's awesome. That can be a, that can be such a temptation to get aggressive early on. Uh, and so often it, it, it doesn't, pay off because it was the wrong choice um but recognizing yeah. that opportunity especially if there's a flank within that kind of uh, uh three uh, yeah speed three mall range that that's very cool all right uh i'd understand if you said you don't have an answer to this one seeing as how you won the damn thing but what decision or play is going to haunt you from that game or from that uh, tournament yeah nothing Nothing too crazy, obviously. There's nothing that cost me a game, but probably going back to the better lucky than good, just missing the out of cover uh, CAD shots will, I'll kick myself for that one and, and letting it be gotcha. that close. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. All right. Uh, your name is Matt Bronson. I cannot find any direct parallels to your Discord handles, is Juice. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, I didn't miss something. But what is that gamer tag or, or Discord handle origin story for you? Yeah, there. It would be it would be tough for you to find the connection. It actually dates back to uh, back when I was five, six, seven years old. We lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family lived in Slovakia for three years. Oh, wow. And okay. while we were there, there was a brand of juice. I think specifically we bought the apple juice that was okay. called Zeus Juice. Very um, cool. <laughs> and I've, I've tried to Google it to like confirm, <laughs> like confirm my memories because I don't really remember yeah. a lot from that period of my life. So I sure. tried to Google it just to get the images and I can't find it. But my understanding is, yeah, that is that is where it is from, the, the Zeus Juice. So then I just kind of started using it in a few different places and never stopped. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's got a good cool. ring to it. It does. It does. It's memorable. And yeah, uh, I kept wondering if it, it, because the, the juice of course is spelled J U S. I'm like, is it some play on Aju? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> is he a French dip fan? <laughs> but no, that's, that's a, that's a much better one. I like that. All right, uh, bringing it home. What famous personality, living or dead, would you choose to stream or uh, force to stream every single game of Legion you play for the rest of your life? That is an interesting one because <laughs> I, I I was looking over it in the pre-show and thinking, man, um, who could who could it be? So it was actually the the person I'm thinking of, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll have to give in some of my Canadian credit here. I'm trying to think of what his name was. The hockey announcer from way back when on Hockey Night in Canada, much before my time, the um, (laughs) who who coined like you know he shoots, he scores, something like that. Just because I mean he's he's good. He's good at announcing, obviously, and uh, bringing that kind of energy and and vibe to uh, to Legion would be fun. But I, I'm very ashamed of myself right now that I, in the in the moment I'm just blanking on blanking on his name. 
Oh, it's okay. You know, don't worry. We haven't had a plurality of uh, Canada other guests on here who are probably listening and going to call you out on it. But uh, <laughs> uh, that the uh, without knowing his name, that's a fantastic. That's a fantastic. Foster choice. Hewitt. That was it. Foster okay. Hewitt. There nice. we go. Nice. All right. Saving myself at the last moment. <laughs> uh love it love it all right thank you matt um do you want to plug anything tell folks where to find you yeah i think uh the big thing is anyone in the lower mainland area or upper pacific northwest um we've got the evergreen legion uh kind of group facebook group uh Mm -hmm. just generally that uh kind of izzy um Recent Gen Con stand, uh, champions started just to That's facilitate right. more, you know, kind of more of a community around, you know, cool. the BC, um, BC, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, that kind of Pacific Northwest area. We actually oh, well, just, so, well, yeah, we actually just closed out a uh, campaign to order some custom kind of tokens for Evergreen Legion. That, as oh, cool. you may expect, is like a green tree kind of design sure. uh, that I helped work on there. So if you're in any of those uh, regions, take a look at the Facebook page and you'll see some tournaments coming up uh, in awesome. the area. Awesome. Yeah, I've known I've known about the Evergreen uh, Evergreen group uh, for, for some time. And it's just a, a fantastic group of y'all uh, that, is, that has come out and always been impressed with the community organizing there. So. Definitely, listeners, check it out if you're uh, if you're in the area, moving to the area, visiting the area, and uh, uh, reach out. Uh, Matt, thanks again for coming on. Always great to talk to you. Uh, what are, where are we going to see you next? Uh, I'm all booked for SoCal, and then for okay. the recently in the recently announced uh, Golden State uh, Legion tournament in early November. I, so I don't I don't know what the second G is off the top of my head either. But yeah, <laughs> very cool. Golden State Gaming, I, I guess. I think- that might be it, yeah. Very so cool. So those uh, are the two oh. two ones I've got for the rest of the year. Oh man, you're doing some rapid fire flights, uh, two this, two weeks apart uh, to uh, California. This year, I just decided hit up hit up whatever I can, see what I like, and then I'll scale back uh, in the coming years because it's definitely unsustainable doing this nice. many. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear you say that because I was starting to I was starting to get some keep up with the Joneses uh, going on and it's killing it, me. It helps not having kids. That's for sure. It does. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're going to be at SoCal, uh, that is October 22nd weekend, I think. And then uh, the the Golden State Games will be in Antioch, uh, the Bay Area, uh, November 4th or 5th. Uh, come see if you can take down <laughs> take down a champ. Uh, Matt will be there. Uh, and listeners, if you got a favorite list that you'd love to share with the Legionverse, send me a DM at Matrokin hashtag 9051. And we'll see you next time on Turn Zero Lists. <laughs>